0: My children, we're sitting comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Finnish Football Show. My name's Rich Nelson. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Finland against Kazakhstan in World Cup qualifying from last Saturday. We're going to have a little look ahead to Finland against France in Lyon on Tuesday evening. Uh, joining me today, we've got Mark Hayton. Hello, Mark. Boy. And Keke muleri. Hi,
1: Keke. Terve.
0: Right. Well, um, Finland started this uh, part of World Cup qualifying their autumn schedule with a uh, a one 0 win against Kazakhstan on on Saturday in Helsinki. Uh, Mark, you watched the, most of the game live. Do you want to have a little run through it for us?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was quite a. You know, we won it. We won it one nil. Um, Start at the end, spoil the surprise. Um, but I, I think uh, Rive returned to the sort of ex- expected back five, back three, back five, five three two. Um, we had uh, he didn't put Yonatoviu in, so Yonatoviu missed out probably because he played ninety against Wales, and I'd imagine he's probably penciled into play against France. So he's at, he's at, he's had a bit of a rest, but it was. It was Arayuri, Vaisanin, and O'Shaughnessy in the back three, Alho on the right, Uranen on the left. In the middle it was Shuler, uh Schuller, Taylor and Oni Valakari. And I've got to say that uh, that 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 midfield three looked really promising. And then uh, up top it was obviously Bukki and Bohiampalo. The the Kazakhs did what they you know what, what we would have expected them to do. You know, they, they sat deep, had a low block, they shot from distance a, a fair bit. They tried to throw a couple of balls in the box, but were generally ineffective. It sort of makes it makes you scratch your head because they did really well against Ukraine twice. And you think, we were thinking going into this game, they might be a bit tasty, but I don't think they really properly gave us a scare at any point in the game. Uh, first off, uh, we gradually built up pressure, uh, had a couple of half chances, didn't really get a clear breakthrough. And towards the end of the half, we had a, a pretty good penalty shout when uh, Valakari hit a shot and it struck uh, it struck some defender's arm after the break it was sort of much the same i think they had one or two sort of yeah long distance shots and then we started to kind of grow into the game and go through the gears and on 60 minutes the same combination that got us our only points in in the euros uh, connected together to get us a 1-0 a, a, a one nil advantage and what was ultimately a win so Jari running down the left lovely peach of a ball um although he wasn't too happy with it himself and then a, a sort of lovely flicked dipping header towards the far post from yole so i, I thought i mean i thought we looked we looked pretty comfortable throughout
0: yeah keke you watched the game uh knowing the result but on catch up uh, what did you make of it
2: yeah, I mean, um, obviously, he was keeping keeping abreast of, of things that were going on live, but I didn't have the uh, the pleasure of watching the game live. So, as you said, Rich, I managed to watch it back, knowing the result, and with um, you know being able to relax a little bit and and actually sort of uh, have a have a look at the game. I mean, um, yeah, I agree with Mark. Really, the both teams sort of come out come out the first ten minutes out the blocks quite quick. I mean, you could see our. You could see our intent straight from the off from the kickoff. Ariuri was up in there off winning, yeah. a, winning a header in the first seconds. I thought, right, here we go. Yeah. Um, so the intent was there from the off. I mean, um, I think the Kazakhs had a spell of sort of five, 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 maybe ten minutes where they they had a little bit of possession and um, but yeah, nothing really to trouble us. The uh, and the, the first half sort of sort of petered out a little bit, but as we come back out for the second half, I mean, um, well, so already in the first half, sorry, I think there was a, there was a Robert Taylor dig that, that really sort of deserved a goal. The Kazakh keeper pulled off a, a pretty, pretty decent save. I think mean, he tipped it over the bar, but, um, yeah, I think our, our, mate Rob might have deserved a goal for that one, but then on look, made a, a, his own cracking save on about 47 minutes where, um, Kazakh guy sort of launched a half volley and, uh, yeah, look at just sort of powered it, powered it away and, and off it went for the corner. But um, yeah, as Mark said, we grew into the game. Uh, really impressed with with Rasmus Schuller in the middle there, sort of taking up that role. He was he was sort of doing that that breaking up play, that destroyer sort of thing, and then and then coming away with a ball and doing those little passes to to start us moving forward that we normally see from the likes of Sparv and Kamara. So um yeah, well done, well done, edge You know what I mean? He he slotted in there really, really well. Um, and then we got a what was it about fifty-six minutes? We got we got a little bit of a taste of what was coming. There was um, that that ten-meter miss where uh, I mean I think it might have been easier to score and if you watched the video <laughs> back. Poor old Rob Taylor, he goes to his knees with his head in his hands, and I think they're all thinking, well, "Oh, you know, are we ever going to score here?" But it was only a couple of minutes later where. Where you say Shula? Um, he picked up the ball. He, he sort of played it out wide to then who crossed it in, and uh, Pukki and Yolle were both there queuing up for the header. Slammed on uh, Yoli's head and, and looped into the net. So, yeah, I mean, after that it was pretty much pretty much us. The, the, I don't. The Kazakhs were never really going to get back into it, I don't think. And um, yeah, and we saw a few changes late on. And uh, yeah, happy to come away with a one 0 win. But as as you said, Mark, the, the, you know the lineup, the the formation, the the way they came out. Really pleased with really pleased with all of it. I mean, there there might be people out there saying that we should be beating teams like Kazakhstan, two, three, four, but we've seen from their previous results they weren't to be taken lightly, and we've uh, we've come away with a three points, and that's all that matters.
0: I mean, you look at the game in in isolation. I mean, Finland came out with an intent against a team who. You know on paper and, and previous format are weaker than them. And it was nice to see them on the front foot. Um, we've talked in previous pods about teams now treating Finland as a threat. Uh Kazakhstan were almost kind of in in a in-between camp. They kind of thought, well, Finland are their best chance of points in the in a tight group, and yet they weren't as defensive as perhaps they, they could have been. And Finland from what I saw of the game, looked looked positive. Um, that midfield that we mentioned already, it looked um, it looked quite promising. And, and you know, you've got two up front. Valakari was looking good. Taylor's a bit more attacking as well. Obviously, that will change for for the France game with with players coming back. But um, it was nice to see Finland really sort of grab the ball by the horns a little bit and going going forward, especially.
1: Yeah, they did. I mean, they didn't know what to do with with Valakari, and it's 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 a really strange thing now that you sort of sit back and think about it that we've played this five three two now for I don't know a year, a year and a half, something like that, and we've generally always had a, had two of the three midfielders to be sort of defensive minded or sitting. So I mean, he, I mean, I, I know Glenn likes to get forward, but his natural position tends to be a bit deeper than normal, and he's not right like he's not like Taylor and and, um, on, and Valakari who just look to get up next to the next to the forwards and it caused Kazakhstan all kinds of problems they didn't know whether to like whether to drop and, and track and uh, Valakari himself had two or three two or three half chances I think two that got deflected and it's it's because you know the Kazakhs only woke up a little bit late to his position um to close him down so I I, I really liked it I think the other thing is you know we managed that game it, this seems to be something we've I mean I, you kind of can't <laughs> Knock on wood, before we get to the to the to the France game, but we managed the game. Like after after we scored, we just took the sting out. And they did try a couple of times to get back into it, but we we just passed around them. We kept the ball at the back, knocked it forward a bit, started to poke them when we when we needed to. But then we didn't really have the pressure on us, so we just dropped it back, eased off the pressure when uh, when we didn't need to need to chase. So really good game management.
2: Yeah,
0: and it, and it's, oh sorry, go on, Kagan.
2: I think what we can say is that I mean, if you listen back to when we were chatting about the Wales game, there was um, there was me saying, "Oh, I think we'll see uh, a bit of Falakari and Taylor in this game," and it just goes to show you why I'm not the foot- Finland football manager and River Canavar is because he decided that, nah, I'm going to hold on to them and, and unleash them on Kazakhstan," and it just it just goes to show you that you know i don't think, i think river really he's one of them coaches or managers where he looks at the opposition looks at his squad realizes you know what what players can can do the damage and 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 be more, most effective and chooses them to suit the opponent so um so yeah fair, fair play to that you know
0: yeah and it's interesting I, I, a couple of facts i picked up over the uh, the, the weekend was that and palo has scored finland's last four goals and as we mentioned already, um, the, the, go- the goal against Kazakhstan was an assist from Urenen across from the left and Poe headed in on 60 minutes, uh, which is exactly when it happened against Denmark as well, on, on 60 minutes, that was when he scored. So uh, something to look out for against France. 60 minutes, Urenen gets the ball on the left wing. Put a monkey on it, monster, monster. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, you know, we, when you look at that team and we've praised the midfield we've praised a lot of the intent of the team um we've got for France Glenn Kamara's returning from suspension and uh, and the captain Tim Sparv is uh he, he made a very short cameo at the end of the game and um he's been using his platform ahead of the France game to uh, to to speak his mind um Keke you wanted to to talk about Tim's latest uh, article should I say?
2: Yeah, I mean um we're all we're all familiar with, with Tim's blog and um and he, he does use his position as captain of the national team to to air his his views and, and opinions on, on certain subjects and um this latest this latest article that he's that he's penned has come out on um, on Players Tribune and um yeah Tim's Tim's chatting about the um the uh human rights Issues and um, the issues of migrant workers in in Qatar. I mean, here we are talking about World Cup qualifiers. The World Cup will be played in Qatar. The um, these stadiums are are, are built or, or almost finished. Um, but as as Tim said in his in his quite quite f- heartfelt writing, there you know he the Finland team could be pitching up to play a game of football in stadiums where. When migrant workers have lost their lives during the construction. Um, I think, you know, do we have to say alleged human rights abuses? I suppose that's what we do have to say. But um, no, I think, I mean, wow. I think it,
1: it's well documented that the, they, <laughs> there's Nepalese guys that have, they've had their passports taken off them
2: and, and there's, yeah. there's definitely bodies under the stadium. So, so, I mean, you know, there you go. There, there are human rights abuses in this, in this country of Qatar. And I think, you know, they there were questions to be asked when, when FIFA awarded the, the World Cup finals to, to that nation in the first place. But it, it will go ahead. And I just think Tim Sparve is doing the exact right thing, making sure that these, these issues are being spoken about and, and are being brought to the forefront. So that, you know, if, if there is, and, and Tim says it himself in his writing, if there is any any legacy from this World Cup, a, a lasting legacy, we hear this word all the time thrown about legacy of the games or legacy of the tournament. You know, if the, if, if the Qatar regime or state can look at themselves and, and try, you know, try and and make sure that these workers have have the basic human rights in the future, that, that can be the only good thing that we can hope to come from this. So um, yeah, anyone who's listening, please do yourself a favor, go over to, Players' Tribune or, or just Google Players' Tribune and Tim Sparv and you'll be able to read um, our captain's words. And, he, you know, leader on the pitch, leader off the pitch, what more can you say? He's just, uh, you know, the, the, the bloke, he's just, a, he's just a, a giant of a man, I think. So, um, yeah, just uh, had to had to get that in.
0: Yeah, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. I mean, one of the other things he's talked about, and I won't go into it too much, but um, a year ago today as we're recording this, there were... Um, Finland played away to Ireland in Dublin and there was a lot of talk on social media before that game from certain people that they'd support Ireland Finnish people would support Ireland because the uh, Finland players took the knee I mean before the previous game against Wales uh, obviously, that went really well because Finland won. But um, Tim talks about that as well. About you know, this this isn't just human rights in, in Qatar, but it's inequality everywhere. And cites players like Marcus Rashford and and Peter Galatsi, the Hungarian goalkeeper, who came out against um, some of the the legislation being passed over there. And and it's not new that Tim talks like this, but the fact that he's putting himself out there using his platform, what influence it will have, I don't know. But the fact that a current football captain is willing to talk like that. And again, you know, ahead of a tournament that Finland have a chance of playing at, you know, I'm not saying we will, but you know, it's, it's something that he's obviously weighed up and thought, you know, we need to put the spotlight on these things. And, and to be honest, what better person in, in Finnish football anyway to, to do something like that than, than Tim Sparth.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. The only and, thing I can add to that is that, I mean, he's also, a massively compelling writer it's really strange i mean it's i mean for like if you think about the traditional image of a of a of a footballer i mean you when you read his stuff it's really like it really gets to you like he speaks to the issue really really well really kind of with it with a, an amount of intelligence but also he can connect to it emotionally so he's a um yeah it's the right thing to say right thing to do typical yeah. cap, captain move
0: very much and um will um Maybe we'll drop him a message and see after the, the end of the season if he wants to come back on and have a little chat with all of us this time. And uh, we can—I'm sure—we want to plug his role as reading ambassador or something like that. But um, but um, looking ahead to the France game on Tuesday night, um, obviously Spav may, may likely to start. I think uh, with Kamara coming back into the team as well. Um, group whatever it is, is is quite tight. There've been a lot of draws. France dropped points again. At the weekend, and uh, I think they're, they're feeling the pressure somewhat after a difficult few months. Uh, Mark, you normally like to put our previews together. Um, what are you thinking? What does your crystal ball tell you for tomorrow?
1: Mbappe is out. He's got a calf Breaking strain. He's, he's, yeah, he's got a calf <laughs> strain, so he's not going to. He's, he's gone back to PSG to train. He won't make it. The field general mood in France is not good. So after the after they were sort of shunted out of the Euros ignominiously yes that's right tim Sparv. like i've got big words too um, <laughs> no but yeah after, after they were after they were uh, after they got knocked out of the euros they've they've struggled to find what well, they haven't won in five games
2: yeah five draws in a row five, five draws
1: in a row including the, the one where where they lost on penalties so i think um if there's a time to play them this is the time. it's always going to be hard because they're still the world champions um but having somebody like mbappe withdraw that means they'll you know be, you know it, how they're going to set up it, it it'll be similar to this squad that they put out against uh against us a year ago right so it'll be they had um Giroud up front then I think it'll probably be Benzema this time I think he's back in the squad yeah being, leading Gr- the Griezmann
0: played in that game didn't he
1: yeah yeah he did yeah. And we, and we kept him quiet yeah We're...
2: Griezmann Griezmann played the um their most recent fixture the one-one draw with Ukraine um yeah. Had Martial and uh Coman up there as well, so um, you know, there's which are they're well known players, but I just think we often talk about the um the team spirit that we have in the Finland camp, and I just uh, I just don't see that with this um with this France squad, you know. I think, um, yeah, maybe too many egos, I don't know. Mm. It's... Uh,
1: a team of individuals. That's what that's what they always say. But but it'll be much the same as it was a year ago. Which is that our job is to turn up, frustrate them, watch the the crowd turn against them, and then try to make some hay in the other in the in the, in their half. And I think, you know, they're not. I was chatting with a, um, what was the guy's name? The French journalist today called. You have to give me Jean Saint Jean Saint Marc. That can't be right. That's too French. Uh, and Pascal, <laughs> Pascal. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, but he was saying that he's not looking, he's not, um, they're not optimistic. He was writing a, a um, he was writing a piece about Jerry Uurnen and his move to uh, why French uh, breast fans should be patient with him. Um, so I was helping him out with that, and uh, he he was saying that it could be could quite easily end up in a in a sort of stalemate, a nil nil, or Finland could nick it. So they're, they're not, if France win it, the French aren't thinking that they're going to romp over Finland. They're looking to just try and get through this.
0: I mean, Lukas um gave some quotes to ULE this evening, saying uh, basically that the plan is to frustrate them, defend, uh, keep clean sheet, and, and to get the fans irritated, uh, get the fans to turn on them, which isn't difficult when, when it comes to the French national team. Um, and then jokes about just get oni Valakari with a sighted of goal and they'll they'll win. But um, this is one of those things where you know we barely talked about the fact that less than a year ago Finland went to Paris with his Leon and went to France, beat the world champions two 0 in the backyard, and um, and that was I mean that shocked the world really. And you know again obviously different situation now. Both both sides should put out. As full strength teams as they can, and and this is a competitive game. But you know France really have been struggling. Finland, yeah, Finland haven't had you know the, the greatest run of resultsman I of anyone. I think three games since that France win. But you know to, to go into that that group is so tight, and to you know, even go there. And if you know, I'm not saying, but there've been so many draws, put them under a bit of pressure. Uh, especially with, you know, the, the the other games going on in the group at the same time and, and over the autumn, you know, every point, every goal, every clean sheet, that, you know, that that really matters. And come, you know, we're only two months away from the end of qualifying. If we can get France, France at home in the last game, which I think we're all hoping to be at mm-hmm. Monday evening at 9.45, just for the fans, that one. But, um, yeah, I think it's... Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot on there, and, and the pressure's really on France here, and and Finland. You know, don't it's awful to say they haven't got anything to lose because it's a game of football, but still going there on the back of a win. I think we'd have all said if they come out of this break, this international window with at least three points and a win under their belt, then that's something, uh, and that's how, that's come along now.
2: I mean, I don't know how that how that friendly win. That we all got terribly excited about at the time. What does that? What does that do for us? I mean, does um, does it make does it make France worried about us because they they know that we've done it before, or does it um are all our all our ace cards that were up our sleeve now firmly out on the table? It's um, it's a bit of a tricky one, but um, but yeah, it, it'll be a, it's an exciting fixture. I think if we are going to do them again, this is the time to play them. I mean, um. Yeah, uh, well, Mark, what do you think about the lineup? Is 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 Rivet? We'll, I imagine that we'll see Kamara come straight back in. I mean, does that see Schuller drop out after such a great performance? I suppose it does, but it's um it's a shame for him. But you would, I suppose, you would go with Kamara. But um, does does Toivio come back in? I mean, Leo and had a fantastic game the other night, but you know, I I suppose if uh, if Toivio and Yuri are available, you've got to go with your your, your- Best centre pairing.
1: Yeah, I think Doyle for sure. He'll, he'll come back in. He'll be he'll be nailed on. It's an interesting question about Tim Spav when you when you think about like because I mean he's he's obviously you no know, Spring checking, fantastic captain, fantastic player. He's not had lots of minutes for Hoyukor. Didn't get lots of minutes before he got he picked up his knock against against Fenerbahce, and he's back fit, which is good. But I don't think it's exactly nailed on that he's gonna that he's gonna get it. He'll be the kind of player that you kind of that you want, but. You're not going to want to stand him up against the likes of, you know, Griezmann, Martial. You know, that that really, really quick. You know, they're the kind of player that he's. You he might kind of take a nick off. Whereas Schuler, he can still guard the space. He can probably keep pace with the lads. His positional play is about as good. His passing's not as good. And 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 the question is going to be, can we unlock that press? in the same way that we did against Denmark in the Euros, same we would try to do against Belgium. It's For me, it's 50-50 whether he starts. I think uh, having seen Sparrow play in the away game against Fenerbahce,
0: he was excellent, really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. And again, the, the two games that Mark just mentioned, they were the ones that Sparrow started at the Euros um, and he, he didn't start against Russia. So I, I, I do wonder if you know Riva has been a little bit more attacking with having two centre forwards in the team over the last few months and you wonder if that'll continue i mean do you drop pooki who's on the cusp of breaking the the scoring record or Poy and palo who's in decent form for the national team do, or do you just play both of them no
1: um yeah no, you've got you, i mean surely you, i mean well yeah. oh, oh, no you couldn't i don't think you i don't think you can Mm. (laughs) would he do it would he do it no I mean I don't think you could drop either of them at the minute yeah just the way they've been playing yeah
0: so then if you had Kamara Sparv and Schuller there's probably leaves too much of a gap between Mm. the midfield three and those two so that's that's something for him to to worry about um you know but Puki has you know he's so good at pressing pressing the back line and and Mm. stretching the game that you do hope that that'll be the thing but um yeah, certainly all to play for, and I think by, by the end of this international window, we'll have a much better idea. I mean, some of the statistics that have been doing around our friends at Grace Notes. I think today they worked out that Finland have a thirty three percent chance of finishing in the top two of the group. Um, it was Ukraine prior to the weekend. I think we we're, were second favourites in the group, but uh, France, yeah, Finland, are, and I think it's eleven percent to win the group I say we never tell me the odds but uh in the old dumb and dumber tradition so you're telling me there's a chance that'll, <laughs> that'll do for me we uh, I think that got plenty of outing during the Euros when there were all the permutations around the best first yeah. place team so uh, anything any thread that we can cling on to will uh, we will do exactly that
2: well I think um, sorry
1: yeah, just one thing about that about that game that was 2 years ago. I mean, it was B team and B team fair, fair enough, but they had Pogba, Giroud, Griezmann came on, Martial came on. Uh, uh, N'Golo Kanté came on. They had Sissoko, okay, he's he's moved on from the from the national team. But it wasn't like it wasn't like a um and they pressed us for you know, 30 40 minutes uh, particularly towards the end of the game and they would they just couldn't find a way through. So I think, you know, same again i think i think that same again i think we'll uh, we'll do we'll do just fine
2: do you mark have any of your other um, match preview information have you got any information on the uh, on the the officials or where where people can watch this game
1: uh, so it's going to be on i think it's going to be on Nelanen again and uh, Nelanen and via sat uh, who have yep. split, split the split the service um, yeah. and then you can do it on rodo and on via play the app I haven't yeah. checked. I haven't checked the refs yet. I was too shocked oh. by the, by the Rus- <laughs> Russian ref appointment last time out. <laughs> so yeah. I'm too scared, I'm too scared to look, to look it up.
0: Well, um, it's on Sky Sports in the UK as well, so um, that'll be a nice little touch. But um, yeah, it's um, very exciting. Engolo Kante's out as well, which will be a uh, nice, obviously nice to hear these big names. Obviously, shortlisted for European or UEFA Player of the Year, missing out. So. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see and we'll say at the time of recording the teams will be just about finishing their warm up this time of tomorrow. So uh yeah, we'll say we'll we'll get this out, we'll get producer Mark in from collecting firewood or whatever he's doing today. And uh yeah, we'll uh, is it,
1: is it, I think he's still washing his laundry in,
2: in Sanayoki's <laughs> river.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> well,
2: <It's>, um, <laughs> And if anyone if anyone fancies a warm up before uh, before the main event tomorrow, the um, the Pickle Hockey at the under twenty ones are also playing tomorrow. They've got um, a home game against Croatia. So fresh from their um, three nil away win in Estonia last week, they're um, they're they're out against Croatia tomorrow. So um, so yeah, that should uh, that should wet the appetite before the uh, before the uh, A team get going.
0: Yeah, that's a decent result. It was nice to see uh, many of the names mentioned in our preview uh, doing well and, and scoring goals as well. So, uh, yeah, nice. And uh let's say Croatia, I guess, with the, their senior team in a bit of transition as well. These might be some names names to watch. So, uh, fingers crossed. See if we can hobble any of the other French players ahead of tomorrow's game. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll reconvene. And uh, we'll sort out having a, a bit of a postmortem of the international break. Uh, the Vague House League has been going on. It's been managerial merry-go-round in League, which is probably where Mark is at the moment. He's. I can't, uh,
1: I can't wait to hear Mark's take on the on the core debacle. It's going to be yeah. like uh, I'm. I'm really fired up for that. It's going to be great.
2: What's this? Um, what's this latest trend with managers announcing that they're leaving three months before they actually leave? It's like it's the the latest uh, the latest thing to do apparently in Bakehouse league.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if, if someone was telling me I had was I was I was sacked in three months. I think I'd be I'd, 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 I'd be I'd be straight on Twitter as well. So,
0: mm. uh. hashtag free the uh, Inter slash one. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I mean, sales of, of bedsheets gone for the roof.
1: Hashtag bring back Shefki.
0: Oh yes. <laughs> I mean, we've got enough drama at the moment, haven't we? Uh, anyway, chaps,
2: Mark, where can we find you? Uh, at FC Swami. Keke. You can find me on Twitter at kekemulery, and you can find us on Instagram, Finnish underscore football underscore show. So give us a follow over there.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a match preview up on uh where you can buy merchandise, look at our previews and see who guessed the li- right result for the Kazakhstan game and uh, we'll go from there. But um, gents, thank you very much and uh, we'll see you all soon.
2: Kitos, moika,
0: Moi moi.